Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com Featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith Not just a profile picture For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com And the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website Is ready to help single Catholics take the next step In sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics Remember, CatholicSingles.com For faith, fellowship, and love CMF Curo is the country's first Catholic healthcare ministry to provide an affordable health sharing solution rooted in Catholic teaching and community. Learn more at mycatholichealthcare.com. That's mycatholichealthcare.com. CMF Curo, healthcare fully alive. This Our Mother of the Eucharist production is made possible by you. If you would like to support us by donating, click the Give Online tab at the top of our website, ourmotheroftheeucharist.org. Thank you and God bless you. Welcome to Shades of Blue. All that is good, all that is true, all that is beautiful, all that is holy, all that is pure, all that is virtuous, all that is merry. This is Out of the Blue with Sister Lilla Marie and Sister Mary Claire. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes. It's still Christmas time, and um, a lot of people don't realize that. They probably have already put up their Christmas trees and everything else, but um, we're actually in the seventh day of Christmas, of the Christmas octave, which lasts eight days. And we have the 12 days of Christmas. Of course, it leads all the way to the Epiphany. So during this and time... after that, we have... The third degree of Christmas, which is... It goes all Christmas the way to the presentation season. of Jesus. Yeah. So, so we have a, a number more days of the Christmas season. Right. So, Sister, when you've been thinking about this Christmas season and we've been entering in and enjoy expectation, prayer, and so forth, what are some things that have stirred in your heart this Christmas um, octave how have you been entering into the Christmas spirit, into this Christmas octave? Well, I think we have, we've gone to Bethlehem a lot mm-hmm. together and even on our own. And so even now we're wanting to bring you with us to Bethlehem. That's why we're here with the Divine Christ Child. And, and just a reminder, as Sister Mary Claire said, even though this is the seventh day of the octave and tomorrow is New Year's Day and it's the the Solemnity of Mary, Mother of God, which closes the octave, mm. we then have to the Epiphany and then on till the um, presentation of Jesus in the temple, right. which is the whole Christmas season. So, even, so you can just glean from our meditation now for the whole Christmas season and even beyond when you meditate on the third joyful mystery, the right. birth of Jesus. So I have just so been so blessed by being at Bethlehem Mm. throughout this octave. And, you know, again, bringing all of you with us right now, because because of Christ's hypostatic union, because of him being fully human and fully divine, every moment of Christ's life here on earth was both inside of time and outside of time. And because of that, we're able to actually be there 
we can go there today to Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. And Jesus back then saw us today. That's why the rosary mysteries are so powerful. And that's why Holy Mass is so powerful as we enter into the sacrifice of the Mass, the sacrifice of Calvary. It's all one. Yes, yes. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, Today and and forever. forever. And so as we enter in to Bethlehem, I mean, what a grace. Can you imagine Mm. actually being at Bethlehem? Mm. Walking into the cave at Bethlehem. And we have here these these beautiful relics. This is a relic of the cave where Jesus was actually born in, in Bethlehem. That's this amazing. is actually the relic of the crib. The crib, the manger where Jesus laid a, a splinter of the wood. And then we have here our beloved Saint Joseph. Relic a relic of Saint Joseph and then a relic of Mary, her veil from 2,000 years ago. Because Mary was assumed into heaven, we don't have bone or any other parts of her body except just clothing and different things, which becomes a first-class relic when it's Jesus and Mary. Right. So uh, as we're here at Bethlehem, we can just share a little bit of the different meditations we've had Mm. in going deeper in this mystery. Yes, we had a powerful... Marian Prayer Cynical uh, this past Saturday, and as we prayed the Mysteries of the Rosary, we just focused on the birth of Jesus, and we just entered deeper and deeper into the mysteries of the birth of Jesus, because when we're praying the Rosary, it's not to be just a mechanical uh, rosary. It's a, it's meant to be contemplative and to draw us deeper into the mysteries of Christ. To encounter Christ, to encounter Mary and Joseph. And so we had five decades of the birth. It was awesome. On Saturday. And it so, was so powerful. So we're just going to draw you into some of those meditations a little bit. For instance, when I go to Bethlehem, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like St. Ignatius of Loyola said, you know, there are three ways of entering into Scripture. The first is just reading it on the page. The second is reading it on the page and actually imagine it it happening like a play. And the third is actually becoming one of the characters Mm. in the scene. And so very often I come in as myself. I, I, my own character sometimes, but very often also I become one with Mary or I become one with Jesus or whatever stirs in my heart. During our cynical the other day, different people felt drawn to be one with the shepherds. Mm. And, you know, and we, and we all felt kind of drawn to be one with the little drummer boy, which is not scriptural, but because he's so poor and he doesn't have much to bring, but what he has, he brings. So we, we sang the little drummer boy song, and it was really powerful. But um, so anyway, I, I love entering into the scene and... At times, Mary will just hand me baby Jesus. And she will, um, and so I will take Jesus in my arms and just hold him and even like let him rest on my heart, heart to heart with the divine Christ child and just find myself just relishing in, in God's presence, the, the incarnation, the mystery of the incarnation, God becoming flesh, 
as a little baby. And it's, the other day I was meditating on this and I was holding baby Jesus in the cave and I found myself just wanting to go find a little hidden corner in the cave by myself and just to be with Jesus for the rest of the days of my life, you know, just to hold him and to soak in the presence of the Christ child because he's our redeemer. And another meditation that really always speaks to me is the poverty of the cave, you know, just knowing how we're called to be in the poverty of our hearts. That's where Jesus comes, to the poverty of our hearts, where where we are surrendering all that we are, and our identity and security is not caught up in what we can do, any success in this life, any riches, any you hmm. know, vanities we may have, but rather just being in the poverty of who we are in our humanity and our brokenness and our great need for our Redeemer. Mm. So so another meditation that comes to me, at times I actually become one with Jesus in the, in the manger. Mm. And imagine Jesus, here's Jesus, so um, open to the Father's love, the Father's unconditional love and acceptance of Him. Jesus came from the moment of conception in order that He could sanctify life at every stage. He could have snapped His finger and at the age of 30 come here and then have His public ministry, right? Right. But He chose to come from the moment of conception so that He could sanctify every stage of our lives. So when we become one with Christ, and all of the mysteries of his life, we can dispose ourselves to his redeeming graces and and dispose ourselves to our own dignity and identity as children of God because that's why Jesus came to draw us back to the Father's love and to our true dignity and identity as children of God. So sometimes I, I see Jesus in the manger just so one with the Father, and so permeated with the Father's unconditional love and acceptance and the love of Mary, you know, the perfect mother. And so I become one with Jesus in the manger and and dispose myself to this profound, perfect love of our Heavenly Father and the perfect love of a Heavenly Mother. And and so much healing graces can flow there. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful how we can enter into, enter into the mysteries in this way. And this is why God has given us an imagination. He's given us an imagination not to just think of all kind of other things that really are kind of useless. Um, but He gives us an imagination to think of Him and His life, to enter into the mysteries of His life. And what better thing to do than to enter into the incarnation, verbum dei caro factum est, and the word was made flesh, mm-hmm. and he dwelt among us. And this is just so powerful that God himself, he was perfectly happy in heaven with the Father, and yet he said, and the Father agreed, they both talked about this, and they said, we're going to go down to earth. We're going to, Jesus is going to be incarnational. 
incarnational, incarnate, in the flesh. Jesus will be in the flesh and he will come down and he will allow us to consume him and his body, blood, soul, and divinity. You see how the manger and the Eucharist come together, munge, munge, <laughs> to eat, to consume in our very being. And, and the two are just, they, they and, correlate. And of course, Bethlehem meaning house of bread right. is also connected. God has so orchestrated it. And what I didn't know too, this is really kind of neat too. This is a neat information that I just found out the other day from this priest. And we know that Jesus is the lamb. He's the lamb. He's the paschal lamb. He's the lamb of God. But a lot of people go, why do they use lamb? Is it just because lambs are so gentle and so sweet and so forth? Well, just remember too, in the Jewish custom, they would bring uh, their lamb as a sacrificial offering to the Father, but the lamb had to be unblemished. It could not have any kind of marks on it whatsoever. And what they would do is when the lamb was born, because the babies would be thrashing about, and they could easily scratch themselves or cause a blemish on themselves. So what did they do? The shepherds would wrap them in swaddling clothes and lay them in a manger Mm -hmm. to keep them from thrashing. And how symbolic that was. Wrapping Jesus, the Lamb of God, in swaddling clothes, placing Him in the manger. He is the Paschal victim, the Paschal Mm -hmm. Lamb. He is the Lamb to be sacrificed for us, for the salvation of our souls. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, in another meditation, I often am drawn to is, he, is becoming one with Jesus in the arms of Mary, you know, mm. to, to dispose myself yes. to the love of a perfect mother. I mentioned it briefly earlier, but letting, just as Mary held baby Jesus and nourished him, nurtured him, mm. was so loving with Jesus, Mary is our mother as well. And so I become one with Jesus and letting Mary hold me as a baby, entering into that mystery, uh, just disposing myself to the love of a perfect mother, because that's one of the reasons Jesus gave Mary to us at the foot of the cross, along with becoming, along with growing and knowing and loving him more wholeheartedly like Mary does. He wanted us to know the love of a perfect mother like he knew all growing up. And so Mary as we let her form us into other Christ, as we dispose ourselves to the love of a perfect mother, healing any of our mother wounds, mm. even even if our mothers are wonderful, as my mother certainly was all growing up and still is as she has passed away now. Mm. And um, But even so, none of us had perfect mothers or fathers. And this is why it's so right. important to, to become one with the Christ child and really dispose ourselves to our true dignity and identity as children of God. This is why Jesus mm. came, to draw us back to our union with the Father and, and knowing the love, the Father's love through the, the maternal heart of Mary. Mm. I mean, as we were talking and we're entering into different uh, ways of uh, uh, going into the mystery, 
I, I found myself uh, the other day when we were uh, entering into the Christmas mysteries of the birth of, a, of the Lord, I was finding myself being with the shepherds. And as I was with the shepherds, you know, the shepherds, we think of them and we think, oh, you know, they have the lowest of the jobs and, you know, no one thinks of them too much and they're poor and um, they're out there all night long watching over the sheep. They're making sure that the sheep don't get destroyed by the wolves and they're protecting the sheep. They have a very important role. They're protecting the dignity and the 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 body of these, these little sheep. And, um, we're called to protect the body of Christ. We're called to make sure that our Lord is protected in the Eucharist as well. We're like the little shepherds in a sense where we've been called to stand on guard, you know, for our Lord. But what was coming to me too, was that these poor shepherds, um, they have a great role because they have to protect the sheep from any blemishes, again, for the Jewish custom of, of the sacrifice. So they they had a very important job to make sure that these lambs would be protected so that they could be used as a, a, a sacrificial offering at some point in time. But as I was finding myself in the poverty of these beautiful little shepherds, the shepherds are such... Um, humble uh, men of God. And so what was so neat was that they were so exposed and disposed, you know, to when the angels came and they said, glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Well, these shepherds were probably like, oh my gosh, what in the world is going on? And they were totally receptive and open to what the angels were saying. And they believed, I mean, they believed right off the bat because already they just, they were so poor, they had nothing, you know, and they had nothing to lose. And they were like, let's go see this king, you know, that the angels are uh, describing. And so they ran with great joy to go and see Christ the Lord, they ran. And I can imagine them going in. I imagine myself, actually, as I was one of the shepherds, I was imagining myself running in to the stable. And as I'm in awe over Jesus laying in the manger, the Son of God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and I am in awe over him, I'm looking at Mary, and Mary's looking at me. And she has this knowing look. And she's like, yes, my daughter, come. And she hands me her baby Jesus. She's entrusting me with her son that I'm going to hold him, I'm going to protect him, and I'm going to cherish him. Mm -hmm. And so she places the baby in my arms, and I am just loving him and just caressing him, cherishing him, making him feel wanted, making him feel loved. And isn't this what we all desire? To We all want to be loved. We all want to be wanted. We all want to be known and loved for who we are and the depths of who we are. And that's exactly what Jesus does. We're holding him, but in actuality, he's holding us. He's holding us in the depths of who we are, and He's loving us for who we are and cherishing us, right, sister? Amen. Well, as you share that, it's reminding me also of 
just such an awareness I've had during this octave, this Christmas octave, of redeeming graces flowing from the divine Christ child. Mm. Just in powerful ways, the redeeming graces. He is the light of the world. He is the son Amen. of God. He is, he is just pouring forth so much grace as we come to Bethlehem to honor him, mm. to bow before him, to adore him, to come with our hemorrhages and to come in faith. I, I you know, often think of the hemorrhaging woman that was so, so, had so much faith. If I just touched the hem of his garment, of his garment. And, and, you know, so as we come, we are inviting you to come with us to Bethlehem now to be with us as we're before the divine Christ child. You know, a lot of times, different mystics, different saints, uh, were holding the, the statue of baby Jesus and he would become alive. Yeah. You know, and St. Clair, St. Anthony of Padua, so many. And you know. Rose. Oh, St. Rose? No, what's in Cleveland, said, the, the woman. Oh, you're talking about um, yeah. Rhoda Wise? Yeah, Rhoda Wise. Yes. Yeah. We held that baby Jesus statue that had come alive to her. And so it's just so important for us to have the eyes of faith. Yes. To have this, to exercise our spiritual senses that the divine Christ child is alive and in a special way during the Holy Mass. It's, it's amazing. Just as the priest, you know, calls upon the Holy Spirit at the epiclesis. Yeah. The same happens with Mary. The Holy Spirit overshadows her. The, ep- the first epiclesis, as we hear, and, and the baby in Jesus is conceived in her womb, and Jesus is conceived in the host mm. at Holy Mass. Mm. And then we receive the divine Christ child. We receive Jesus in his whole, the whole Paschal mystery, life, death, oh, and resurrection. Wow. And, and so, it's so important. We just invite you all to be with us in this profound solemnity of Christmas Day, on the seventh day of Christmas, and to enter in with us, to, to really um, you know, pray for the grace to know where God's calling us to surrender more, where God's calling us to grow in poverty of spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. heaven. And, and so, and where is he calling us to grow in purity? Blessed are the pure of heart, for they will see God. And so let us um, really enter into this time and really uh, dispose ourselves to all the graces that are flowing in great abundance, because we all know that we are in need of so many graces oh, in these times. The dark yes. is getting darker, thicker, the evil's getting more and more evil out there, and yet the light is getting brighter. And the graces that are flowing are, are as never before. We're, we're preparing for the new springtime of grace that Pope John Paul II spoke of. And those of us who are responding to the grace, who are disposing ourselves to the graces, are the new buds that mm. are sprouting for the new springtime, under the ashes, as, as Mary said, even though things may seem so dark, and, and a reminder that we're living in the times of the second advent, 
just as the first advent Mary was ushering in Jesus and his coming as a baby in, in human form, now Mary is ushering in his second coming. And, and whereas Jesus was in the womb of Mary, coming in the flesh, in human form, now it's the womb of Mary's Immaculate Heart. That's why we're being called to consecrate ourselves to Mary's Immaculate Heart, because that is where the grace is. That is where we draw deep into the life of the Trinity. And, the, and we encounter the divine Christ child. We encounter Jesus in his second coming. It is the new garden into which we're called to enter. Amen. And as you were earlier, you were talking about uh, the, um, the priest lifting you know, up the, the body of Christ. And what was coming to me as you were saying that is that um, he as a father is calling upon the son to be our food. And this is what, when the father, this was his plan, he was asking his son to come down to this earth and to be, to die, to suffer and to die and then to become food for us. The living bread come down from heaven. Bethlehem, house of bread, manger, munge. You know, so it's all Amen. these all these symbols, you know, that are leading uh, to the Eucharistic banquet. Amen, sister. You know, and so, so we, we wish you all a very merry, merry M A R Y, merry M E R R Y Christmas, and a, a most blessed and holy New Year. Can we sing one verse of O Holy Night? Of course. O holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn fall on your knees oh Christ was born on night, O holy night, O night, O night divine. We love you, Jesus. Amen.
And may the divine Christ child bless each one of you and all the graces most needed for everyone who watches this video. We're praying for you now. We're about to enter into our rosary. So we're going to be remembering all of you. God bless you. God bless you. Leave your prayer intentions underneath this video. Thank you for listening to Out of the Blue. Visit us on our motheroftheeucharist.org to donate and for more information about our ministries. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com.